I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 203 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an awesome lineup of dads joining me on the podcast this week, kicking it off today with Broadway star James Snyder, who plays Harry Potter in the Broadway smash hit Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. James has also been featured in a variety of TV and films, so this is going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you stick around for the interview. Tomorrow on the podcast will be a dad who walked away from the Shark Tank with a major deal with both Mark Cuban and Alex Rodriguez for his ice shaker bottle. He's also a former NFL fullback. Chris Gronkowski will be here with me tomorrow. Wednesday is going to feature a father who currently stars in HBO's True Detective. You've also seen him on SWAT, SEAL Team, and a bunch of other shows. Actor Michael Broderick, who is also a United States Marine Corps veteran, will be joining me here for a Warrior Wednesday podcast. Thursday is going to be an awesome dad who builds unbelievable cars from the ground up. He is also the star of History Channel's Toy Makers. David Ankin, the toy maker himself, will be stopping by the podcast on Thursday. And we are going to cap the week off with another double cap crimp and frogman, retired Navy SEAL chief. Dan Luna will be here for this week's Frogman Friday installment of First Class Fatherhood. So let's go, dads. I have a great week of content coming at you guys this week. And I also have some major news to announce for this year's Father's Day. Stay tuned for that. Please keep all of your feedback and your comments coming at me. I can't say thank you enough for all of your support. If you have a second, please get over to iTunes and hit me with a rating or a review. It goes a long way to help me out here. And please be sure you are sharing this podcast with every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the podcast that celebrates fatherhood. Fatherhood and family life, fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And right now, I'm going to jump into the action with Harry Potter himself, James Snyder. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, before I jump into today's interview, I asked you to reach out and hit me with some messages, comments, or reviews. I wanted to play one of those for you guys right now. This is from Marcus Torgerson, who was commenting on the interview I did with Navy SEAL David Rutherford. So please check it out. If you're interested in having a message played on the podcast here, there is a link in the description of today in every podcast episode. You could just tap the link and shoot me a message, and I'll be glad to play it right here on the air. Here is a message from Marcus Torgerson. Uh, hey there, just uh, just listened to your podcast with uh, Mr. Team Frog Logic himself. Uh, I just want to say I think it's fantastic. Love the podcast, loving what you're doing. Um, you got some great named people going on, which really obviously spins people to come to to the podcast. Awesome. Uh, Rut's a guy that I've been following, I think, fucking almost 10 years now. Um, and I use a lot of his his verbiage in my daily life so just having him on a variety of different podcasts like yours uh is just fantastic so um keep up the good work i know it's a tough gig um so just just know that you're doing you're doing awesome Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. You are going to hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to consider becoming a sponsor of First Class Fatherhood, please hit me up with an email, firstclassfatherhood at gmail.com. 
All right, joining me now is a first-class father. He is an actor who has appeared in many TV and movie roles, including She's the Man, CSI, Blue Bloods, and many more. He is currently starring as Harry Potter in the Tony Award-winning Broadway play, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. It is a big privilege for me to say James Snyder. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right, here we go. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? I have two kids. Uh, Oliver is six. And Willa is three and a half going on, I don't know, 16. <laughs> all right, one and one. Are you going to go for the tiebreaker here or are you all done? I think we're done. I was, I, you know, we, we were talking about it. My brother's got three boys. And, uh, yeah, I it was like, we got one of each. My mom's thrilled that she finally has a granddaughter. And uh, so, so uh, yeah, I, I, I think we're finished now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, did you guys do any type of uh, gender reveal, or did you wait until the end both times to find out what you were having? We, we my wife's not one to, to live in the land of not knowing things. And so as soon as we, she wanted to find out if it was good. And then um, with Willa, we sent balloons filled with uh, pink confetti for Willa, um, in, in we mailed them to everybody and then they opened it and then it came with a little pin and they poked it and the balloon popped and then they saw what what color was in the balloon um so that was cute that's awesome i love that it's fun to get creative with it oh man pinterest is, is a wonderful and evil thing <laughs> yeah right on okay james please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do yeah, so uh, I'm an actor. Uh, I've been acting for uh, uh, maybe 15 years or so, uh, fresh out of school. And I play I play Harry Potter uh, in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, Parts 1 and 2, which is a Broadway show um, that picks up where the books left off. Uh, it won Best Play last year. In fact, it's the most awarded play. I just read this. It's the most awarded play um, ever. Um, and it's it's an amazing stage show where Harry Potter's grown up and now he's a dad and he's dealing with sending his middle child off to to Hogwarts to school and his son Albus um, basically gets into a a lot of trouble um, (laughs) trying to change the past and then we get thrown into this entire world of uh, of chaos and 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 trying to save the day so it feels like the books but you get to see it on stage and there's just a ton of familiar characters if you know the books um that you love and hate and um and uh, it's two parts so it's it's two two and a half hour long shows back to back so uh there's kind of nothing like it the spectacle there's a ton of magic and um the story is really just a beautiful story about families trying to do better too so yeah, Harry Potter is just epic. My oldest son, he's big into Harry Potter. He devoured all the books. I've even rocked the Lego Harry Potter with him, the whole bit. Uh, were you a big fan of Harry Potter before you were cast in the role? Were you familiar with all the characters and everything? Yeah, I was. I had read like four books, I want to say, in college. And then I was like, all right, this is that's fine. I, I moved on. Uh, but I watched all the movies, and, and so was was plenty familiar. And then any time I did an audition, I like to dive into that world anyway, see if there's anything that helps trigger my imagination. And luckily, there's <laughs> endless possibilities of of learning about these people from fan videos that they do explaining the history of, like, the history of the Malfoys or the history of this. So so I did a ton of research. I had time to do a lot of research anyway. 
And then uh, once I booked it, I I dove back into the books and uh, I just I I just cranked through them, um, mostly because I didn't want to get caught not knowing something about my own past if the director asked me a question. So so I treated it almost like, all right, let's find out what my life was like, and then and then move on from there. Yeah, very cool. And I know that acting can be a difficult lifestyle. I know that it's very self-oriented. Uh, so how did the experience of becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? You know, I used to stress out about auditions and, and oh, I'm not working and I'm not this and I'm not that. And there was, my son came along and luckily things started to really move for me, actually. Like the second we actually found we were pregnant, I booked a job. Um, I booked a commercial um, <laughs> two days before his due date and they were like, are you sure you can fly out to Salt Lake to film this? We don't want it. Like, and at noon, my wife called me while I'm in Salt Lake city and she was in LA called me her water broke at noon. And I was like, okay, so how much longer do we have here? Cause I need to fly back to LA like now. And so I was shot for six more hours. I got on a plane. I was back in LA by like 10. Um, and, uh, then Oliver didn't come for another like day and a half, luckily. But uh, it, it was this amazing, just chain reaction of uh, of jobs that somehow popped up when 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 we had our first kid, and then it just things kept rolling. But even when I wasn't working, I'd finish the day knowing whether I had an audition or got a job or didn't, knowing that I had done a good job being a dad. It was a weird thing. It just sort of changed the stakes, like. I wasn't worried about acting or, oh, I'm not acting, I'm not this. I was like, oh, yeah, I like kind of have a, 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 there's just more going on to life than whether I'm acting or not. Like, I've got this human being that I get to, to share with, and, you know, and, and raise and protect and all that kind of stuff. And so it really, it, it changed who I was because it changed what was important to me. And, um, and somehow the work just followed along with it. Yeah, very well said. And you mentioned there that the play is two, two and a half hour parts. I mean, that's a lot of time to dedicate to a show. How many shows are you knocking out each week? And, and what are some of the challenges of being a dad while doing this type of show? Yeah, I do eight shows a week. So Monday, Tuesday off, and then two on Wednesday. So part one, then part two, then part one Thursday, part two Friday. So I get my Thursday and Friday days. And then Saturday, Sunday is part one, part two. I do two o'clock, 7.30, two o'clock, 7.30. So... It's really, we've had to get creative with being able to find the time to spend together. I know the kids miss, I miss them. It's like, so, and it's hard on my wife. She, she works also, so she uh, she spends all day doing her work week, and then all, all of a sudden has to be full-time mom because I'm, I'm at work all weekend. So it's just, for us, treating Monday and Tuesday like sacred time that I get to just be present and be dad and so it the challenge is with a weird schedule just being able to manage my time so that my kids are first yeah good stuff now do you have your older one your, your son involved in any type of uh, sports or activities yet yeah we got soccer but we keep getting rained out i grew up uh, playing soccer my whole life uh and baseball and uh yeah, yeah. So like, it was really exciting. Like I was like, "Great soccer!" I coached last season, uh, but I wasn't working at the time, uh, and uh, I had a blast. And then, and then, uh, yeah, we've had one, two games, and the rest of the time it's been raining. So, but luckily I can make it to the games, and then I had to work. So, so, um, 
yeah, it's good. It's good. And and we're just getting our yard sorted out too. So it's like I can't wait once the weather gets nicer to get out there and practice. You know, ball, do some ball drills, teach him how to dribble, basically. You know, touch all that kind of stuff. Just the little things. Very cool. And how does your bedtime routine look, James? Are you singing them Harry Potter songs? Are you reading them stories? Uh, what, what does bedtime look like in your house? <laughs> well, what's funny is, like, I, I do, Harry Potter's not a musical, but my bread and butter's been musical theaters for the last five years, and they don't like it when I sing to them. <laughs> I was like, do you know how much people pay to hear me sing? <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. They must prefer my wife's doing it. So it's story time. Um, my kids love to read. Thank goodness. And uh, so so now my six-year-old, he's hitting uh, the uh, dog man. We just started going through dog man. I don't know if you know all those, those Dave Pilkey books or whatever. Um, and uh, and my daughter loves a princess book. So, so we sort of do a switcheroo where um, my wife will either read, like we'll switch who reads with who. Um, so it's, it's kind of all hands. Uh, bedtime for us. I'm really lucky. My wife and I really divide the 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 responsibilities pretty evenly. So, all right, it's time to get an important word from our sponsors, and then back with more from James Snyder. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Let's go, dads. You heard me speaking recently about my daddy-daughter date to see Frozen on Broadway, and it was a night to remember. I bought my tickets on SeatGeek.com and used my promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS, and I saved $20 off my tickets, which I used to buy my daughter a souvenir at the show. Right now, baseball season is in full swing. Both NHL and NBA playoffs are heating up. And if you plan on bringing your kids to any live event, go to SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and plug in my promo code FIRSTCLASS. One word, FIRSTCLASS. And First Class Fatherhood listeners can save $20 off their tickets. It's a slam dunk deal, guys. Go to SeatGeek.com and use the promo code FIRSTCLASS. Fatherhood is the best seat in the house. Yeah, it's tough. We're we're both from my wife's from LA. I'm from Sacramento. We're both California people, and all our family is over there. And that's the that's the hard part. Is it's great that we got to create our own life. Like it was almost like we started with a blank slate when we moved to the East Coast because it was like we can make our 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 little group, like our family unit, and we can make it whatever we want to make it. But then I, I really miss just being able to you know call my mom up and have her come over and watch the kids or something, or even just hang out with them. It's it's uh it's tough. So it's it's great that we get to create whatever we want, but then we do we do miss family a, a lot. So yeah, that could definitely create some challenges for sure. Now, you being such a talented actor, can your kids tell when you're being serious uh, and when you're joking around? And how does how do you kind of handle discipline with them? Uh, discipline's a challenge. It's especially with how much transition we're dealing with, and um, Oliver's six and doesn't always know he has some big feelings sometimes and doesn't know how to show them and his sister knows how to push his buttons really well um you know we're still trying to trying to find it's tough um especially when i'm I'm tired i work nights i get home at midnight and then i'm up you know doing doing getting the morning routine getting up to school also and and it's it ooh. We're trying, I mean, we were going whole brain child trying to just be like, okay, like, just meet them where they're at, and then let's 
find a way to just keep moving everything forward. Um, yeah, because timeouts, we sort of had to just, just focus on just, all right, just separate the kids and then focus positively on, on, on what needs to get done while still trying to give them a choice. It's more discipline for us is almost more redirect than anything. Um, but I can't say I don't lose my, you know, lose it sometimes and just, just get, uh, just get mad. And, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, there's, it's, I don't know. There's just no magic way that works every time. So, Yeah, I can hear you on that, James, for sure. All right, now, you've starred in movies, you've been on TV, you're currently rocking the Broadway stage. What are the biggest differences between the camera and the stage, and, and which one do you enjoy more? They're two, TV and film, and then uh, Broadway are two different things. You have this long process. Uh, on Broadway to learn it and to kind of set it. And it's almost like a running a marathon where you've got to pace yourself, you've got eight shows a week you've got to deal with. And then with um, with TV and film, it's much more like a sprint. You've got to be prepared and ready to go so that when they say action, you, you bring the goods, you, you do the takes, you creatively just spend what you can and, and get it all out there, and then you're done. And then... Uh, you do maybe a few takes and try and give a bunch of different options or just see what, what's in the room, and then you hand it off to the director who then goes home or goes to a studio and, and edits it. You know, So it's weird. It, it really is, the difference is like a sprint versus a marathon. And uh, both are rewarding. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. Like doing this show, I get to be Harry Potter, and people love it and these fans love it and even people who don't know the show love it and uh um to have that applause i mean i get to go do my job and then people clap for me at the end of it like this i'm spoiled i'm spoiled man because i know there are plenty of people who who are actually out there saving lives making a huge difference in the world and and they don't get that applause after every single performance or every single thing they do you know it's so I'm I'm grateful that that I you know there's nothing like having two thousand people standing up and, and clapping for you. So yeah, well said. I would imagine that must be just a tremendous feeling. Now, have your kids? I mean, they may be a bit young yet, but I mean, have your kids seen you in Harry Potter, or have you taken them to any other Broadway shows? Yeah, so so I did Beauty and the Beast a couple of years ago in uh, Pittsburgh at the Pittsburgh CLO, and then also before that in. Uh, in Sacramento, where I'm from, at the, the, the Equity House there, yeah, Sacramento Music Circus, and uh, they got to see that because that was that was young enough, and it was a little scary for them. But I showed them the costumes, and they knew it was me in the in the makeup and stuff. Um, so they did they did okay with that. Uh, Harry Potter was a little different because it really is. I would say it's like eleven, ten years old, eleven and up, and and. Because there's the, the mentors, I don't know if you've read the books or seen it, like there's a race fight thing, but they pop up. It's, it's, it's pretty grown up, some of this stuff. And so they've come to the theater, and they know Daddy's Harry Potter, and they've seen me with the scar and the glasses on and, and my wand. And, but I don't, I don't, they're not quite ready. I'm going to have to wait. Uh, I'm, my contract right now is up through in March of next year. So I think towards, towards the end of my contract, Oliver, hopefully it'll be ready to, to, to see it. Okay, and you know what? I'm curious. Do you get like a, a video copy of your performance maybe that you could share with them later on in life? No, no. I, I, they do take um, 
videos for like safety and for um, continuity purposes, uh, the actors aren't allowed to see it. It's a weird union thing, actually. So unless somebody comes and illegally films it and then somehow gets it to me, and I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah, I've done I've done plenty of shows that I've never seen because I've been in them. Um, you know, luckily the the Broadway shows I have done. I'm huffing luckily. People have filmed them and, uh, and like, illegally filmed them. Um, but, uh, yeah, because of union stuff, like, theater's just meant to be there. It's meant to be seen and in that moment, and then it's done. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird, like, this is what it is now, and and, and it, it's gone, and all you have are what you remember of it. Yeah, okay, so we'd have to send them down to Canal Street to grab the bootleg, huh? I know, I know, right? <laughs> Alright, well James, listen, you're having some great success with the play here. I know that's keeping you plenty busy. What type of uh, goals or plans do you have for yourself for the future? Well, I think an actor's job is always to um, be present to what is, you know, what the possibilities are next. So it's, it's, it's really like I'm locked into this for a little bit and then I'll start hitting the bricks again and, and, uh, and seeing what exciting stuff. This will open up doors um, you know, for future Broadway stuff, and there's always TV, there's always auditions. So when when it comes to to that, I just kind of resume my life as an actor and go back. But hopefully, you know, my resume just just helps keep that momentum going. Um, and then within that, I always teach. I teach voice. Um, I like I said, I'm a I'm a trained singer too. Um, so I teach voice. I teach acting. Uh, and so for me, it's about maintaining the 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 clients and the, the students and, and doing that. And then see what else is interesting and what else I can create and how early I can get involved in, in things that are just being created. Because if you can attach yourself to something like a, a project and then it keeps moving forward and that builds momentum and, you know, uh, it, it's, uh, it's always beneficial to, to, to say yes to things that really interest you and speak to your heart. So, um, Hopefully, I get the opportunity to keep doing that. Yeah, very cool. All right, last thing I'm going to hit you with here, James. I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? How about sleep when you can? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'll say I'm, I'm always a better dad when I'm rested because then it gives me the perspective to step back and be grateful for every moment, whether it's good or it's bad or, or crazy or frustrating, all of those things five years down the line, five minutes down the line usually don't matter. And you just, you have these two, or I have these two beautiful human beings that I've created that listen to me or don't. And just that gratitude is the thing that, that I think it just makes my heart sore. And I think also that teaches them to operate in the world uh, in a way that, that that gives back. You know, I think it's about making the world a better place. And the beginning of that comes with being grateful for what you have and where you're at now. And so um, just be present as much as you can and put that phone down and, and just, just listen to help, listen to your kids. Awesome. I love the message. This has been a lot of fun for me. I got to say, James Snyder, you're a first-class father, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you, and, and keep doing, keep up the good work. 
All right, I'm back with a couple of closing thoughts in just a second here. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to James Snyder for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's podcast. I always love to read your feedback. I look forward to checking James out in the Harry Potter play this summer with my oldest son. That's going to be a lot of fun. Tomorrow on the show, we got an exciting guest to bring you, Chris Gronkowski. You may have heard of his younger brother, Rob Gronkowski, who will be a first ballot Hall of Famer, hands down. He'll be joining me tomorrow on the podcast, Wednesday. We got actor Michael Broderick. Thursday, we have David Ankin, the toy maker himself. And then Friday, we're going to finish it off with a Frogman Friday with former Navy SEAL Dan Luna. All right, that's all I got for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Charles.